The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. Today, we are going to talk to a world-renowned scholar, researcher, medical doctor, most notably the leading authority on near-death experiences. His name is Dr. Raymond Moody, and he's been with us for many years sharing his amazing wisdom and knowledge. After coining the phrase in the mid-1970s, Dr. Moody's research into the phenomenon of afterlife or near-death experiences became his, uh, this, a publishing phenomenon as well, as well as the release of his best-selling book, Life After Life, in 1975. His book has gone on to sell more than 13 million copies, and he's still counting. The New York Times calls Dr. Raymond Moody the father of the near-death experience. And again, he's the best-selling author of 13 other books, including The Light Beyond, Reunions, Glimpses of Eternity, and his personal memoir, Paranormal, My Life in Pursuit of the Afterlife. And he's traveled all around the world, helping thousands of people understand these transformative spiritual experiences. Welcome, Dr. Raymond Moody. What an honor to have you on the program. Well, it's just wonderful to be with you today, and thank, thank you. you so thank much you. for, yeah. for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I've, I've explored this a little bit, and it's just been amazing to me to, you know, hear people who are mediums and I'll go up to a person and will be able to tell them about their relative or their loved one on the other side. And I, I'd love you to talk about, you know, kind of a little bit of the beginning of how, how did you get into this and become not only a strong proponent, but a leader in the field? How, how did this all begin for you? Well, you know something, Patricia, I think maybe one of the things that's most important about my background on this is that I just had essentially no religious background. Um, hmm. My dad was kind of a World War II hardened uh, surgeon and military hmm. officer. Um, hmm. I guess it got, you know, what he, I don't know, but that generation didn't talk. But at any rate, you know, he was kind of sarcastic about religion. And my mother's mother was always kind of making gentle fun of religion. And I just grew up thinking that there was, it never was an idea to me that there could be something after death. Uh, the only exposure I had to it, literally, uh, up to um, college was in the New Yorker magazine where they used to have the cartoons of the angels and St. Peter and stuff. I always thought it was just like a cartoon idea. Until I got to college, and I 
I went to college to study astronomy, but um, my first year in college took a course on Plato and got hooked on philosophy. And it was in the mm. writings of Plato that I first came across this idea that, that as some of the early ancient Greek philosophers talked about, that mm. sometimes there were people mm. who almost died and uh, were nonetheless revived. And people realized that they would tell these tales or tell their stories of their experiences. Plato even records one of them in great detail. All mm. these early philosophers were really fascinating. So that's yeah. why I was interested in it, but I didn't. It didn't occur to me that it might be something about modern day America until mm. 1965, three years yeah. later, when I met yeah. Dr. George Ritchie, who was a professor of psychiatry there at UVA, who had had such an experience. And uh, then, to make a long story short, after that, I went on and got my Ph.D. in philosophy, then taught philosophy for mm-hmm. three years, mm-hmm. then went to medical school and became a psychiatrist, and all the way through that career, have continued to uh, interview literally thousands of people from all I, over the world. I want to ask you, I want to ask you, Raymond, do you, when you have worked with patients, you know, as a psychiatrist, do you think that this, you know, understanding the afterlife and understanding what has happened there or getting messages from loved ones, do you think that has helped a lot of your patients in terms of comforting them or giving them some answers? Oh, yes, absolutely. That is the one thing thing about these experiences we can say for sure, and that is that from the point of view of almost every patient who goes through this, Mm-hmm. What they experienced was a trans- transcendent world after death, and it basically eliminates their fear of death. That they say mm-hmm. that after mm-hmm. this experience, they you know have no more fear of the of dying, and, and also that um, that what they learn in this review of their lives. Um, Patricia, people say that they have an instantaneous panoramic holographic experience which consists mm-hmm. of re-witnessing every single action they've ever taken in their lives. Wow. In this life, point. in this life, Raymond, or in other lives too? This life is one that everybody essentially, you know, is, right. is generally reported. And yet, as you sort of intuit there, there are occasional people, it's very rare out of the thousands, just a handful, who've said that yes, and the connection with their life review that they glimpsed mm. or understood mm. that there were other mm. aspects of this extended back. So, so let me ask you, for people listening and saying, oh, I don't know about this, could you give us an example? You know, give us an example of I mean, I know you have thousands, but somebody who was really so impacted by this and understanding life after life that it really changed their negative life to a positive life. Can you tell us a story? Sure. Well, you know, the one that comes to my mind um, is a woman just I got to know very well in Augusta, Georgia. She was my neighbor, but then she became just, well, it was just like an aunt 
to me and my whole family, but she was, uh, had this really startling experience. I got to know her entire family very well, which is why I can, uh, and, you know, heard the story from everybody's angle and knew this woman mm. over a period of more than 20 years. So during mm. that period of time, um, this woman uh, was 35 years old, and she had been raised in Georgia as a Southern Baptist, and she was the mm-hmm. youngest three uh, girls, um, and uh, so I knew her older sisters and her father and all the other family who you know, told me their side of these amazing events. But basically, at the age of 35, I was having an elective. Uh, no, it wasn't elective, actually. It was um, a gallbladder surgery, which was not urgent, but elective in the sense that she had to have it out, but she had a, you know, a window there. So she went into the hospital for the surgery and... Uh, after the surgery, had a cardiac arrest, which, according to her, Dr. Nelson, her physician, mm-hmm. who I also got to know uh, in that community, attested to me, said that uh, her, her um, uh, res- respiration and heartbeat had uh, ceased for at least 45 minutes, he said. And he, the reason he did not give up on the resuscitation was that he, the family connection, the, the Dr. Nelson um, uh, had a little girl who was the best friend of Thai's daughter and they at the same age. And the family had sort of grown up together, so it was this great connection. And he told me, he said, you know, he just, I went on and on because I couldn't face the daughter, right? And, but then he said, finally he did give out, uh, give up and wrote out the death certificate, but then went back again again, the image of the little girl haunted him, so he went back and tried again, and he told me that after a while, lo and behold, he said, Vi came back with a laugh. That was what he said, that she laughed, and he said that was the weakest and the best laugh I had ever heard in my life. Now, what mm-hmm. happened from Vi's point of view was that left the body. She was looking at her body from the point of view up above the bed. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. She said she saw the nurse suddenly reach up to get the oxygen mask at the head mm-hmm. of the bed. But when she did, I noticed that instead of making contact, she went right through time. And she came to realize that that was her body in the bed to make she went out of the hospital mm-hmm. um, and saw various things going on in the hospital and other parts of the hospitals where her relatives were waiting and just some amazing why she things. while she was while she was supposedly d- dead correct yeah oh yes absolutely out of her body saw things that multiple people who were there told me mm-hmm. about. All these things they confirmed that she said. But basically, from her point of view, saw and reviewed every single thing she had ever done in her life in the presence of a being of complete compassion and love that she identified as Christ. And I should also go on to say that I, like many others who went through this kind of thing, 
Yeah. And then she, when she came to, has her, yeah. did her, her life dramatically changed, I assume? Oh, yes, yes. Now, I will say, she, what, what one of her sisters told me, she says, you know, my, the, she said all her life, the only thing she has ever read is romance novels. But now, after this experience where she saw things, she said it just puts you into the state of curiosity. You've got to know and understand this. So when she mm-hmm. would come to visit me in Virginia, where we later yeah, she'd visit me and my wife and family in Virginia, and she would literally she would just consume my library of philosophy books and uh, and mm-hmm. psychology books and so on and. Um, was the most kind-hearted person to, and just, it was really a real inspiration to see this person. Amazing. All right. Yeah, we're going to have to take a break now, but when we come back, I I would like to talk about some more stories with you about, again, uh, I'm talking to world-renowned scholar, researcher, and medical doctor, and most notably, leader authority on near-death experiences, Dr. Raymond Moody. Jr. His best-selling book, Life After Life, has gone on to sell more than 13 million copies and still counting. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. We're here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. 
You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm so pleased to have Dr. Raymond Moody, who is the world-renowned scholar, researcher, medical doctor, and most notably the leading authority on near-death experiences. His book, Life After Life, is a best-selling book in 1975 and has sold 13 million copies. You can log on to lifeafterlife.com. Welcome back, uh, Raymond, Dr. Moody. All right. Hello. So tell, us another, yeah, tell us another incredible story about um, life after life, one of your patients or one of the people you've written about. You know, Patricia, about two years ago in Italy, something happened to me that is really, um, I just, I don't know what time flambering is, but basically, um, you know, it's a very difficult question whether we can prove the afterlife from these experiences. They are certainly very compelling and inspiring, but to draw a proof is difficult. Mm. But two years ago in Italy, I was lecturing on near-death experiences, and after my lecture, a surgeon, as he identified himself, came up very uh, you know, I've known a lot of surgeons, let's put it this way. And this man, I could tell just by meeting him that he was working on something, that he was haunted, for one of a better term, but I don't mean in any negative way. You could tell that he was thinking about something which had really affected him very deeply. So he led me back to the back of the auditorium, a little sort of corner there, and he told me that some while before he had been uh, doing an elective operative procedure on a fairly young man who was in overall good health. It was a it was not a serious opera. I mean it was just a, an elective procedure on that wasn't thought of as anything bad really. And so he said he went into the surgery, and during the procedure, the young man had a cardiac arrest on the table, uh, uh. and that despite of his efforts to resuscitate the young man, it didn't work, and so he gave up, and he said that he was literally beside himself thinking, oh my God, how did this happen, and what am I going to tell the family, and just like, Mm. Really, best. Mm. But he said at that point, the operating room door swung open, and a woman came raving into the room. And he said at first he assumed she was psychotic, and that you know how when you're under stress, you have a hard time anyway, think understanding what somebody's saying to you. Right. So he said he was so startled by this woman, he had to look right into her face to try to concentrate to what she's saying. And he said, she, he realized she was saying, my husband is not dead. And she yeah. said, I was out in the waiting room and my husband came to me and he said that you think he's dead and that I need to come in here and tell you he's not dead. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. So it is really just, I mean, this man... He said, I can't believe it myself. He said, but I, I know what happened. And so so he said, 
without even remembering, he said he just went on automatic. He doesn't even remember resuming the resuscitation. Hmm. But he did, and lo and behold, after a while, the man's heart you know, started beating hmm. again. And he said, as you can imagine, that he was right there in the um, recovery room when the patient regained consciousness, and the hmm. patient looked right at him and said, uh, I was out of my body up there, over there looking at you down there, and I could tell. You thought I was dead, but I kept trying to tell you I'm not dead, I'm not dead. But you mm. wouldn't hear me. So I went out into the waiting area and tried to tell my wife to come in there and tell you I'm not dead. That's unbelievable. Now, Patricia, that is on my mind. Yes, yes, yes. But let me ask you, so then if he told his wife, she picked that up telepathically, right? Well, she heard him. Telepath. I don't know the word to use, but what I can say is that people say that in this state, like you are, when you're out of your body, you are perfectly aware of what the doctor and nurses are saying. Yeah. But you yeah. do not hear a voice. They say it's not like an auditory sensation. Mm-hmm. It's like you have like this heart to heart or mind to mind awareness of what mm. other people are thinking. Yeah. Mm. And it's just really startling. And, you know, that's one story, but I could tell you so many others like that. Yeah. Patricia, where it's just like... Let me just ask you this. You know, in all these many years of you doing this work, you know, what, what do you believe now? What would, what would be like a really strong message to our listeners, after all these years of hearing these stories, what would you say to them? Well, I would put it together what I've learned as a, as a philosophy professor and as a um, physician treating patients and as a uh, patient myself sometimes, and I've lost my own loved ones, and a person who didn't have much of an idea about life after death and almost kind of resisted it. But what I can, and have had lost loved ones, I, well, I can put it all together to say to my fellow human beings is I, I just don't know what else to say anymore except that there really does appear to be hmm. a life after death. And I think that we now have entirely new techniques of genuinely rational investigation that can lead us to new kinds of um, of mm. um, understanding of this. It's a whole new world in investigating this. And that mm. death, dying can be scary. I mean, in the sense that I, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to die in a painful or unpleasant way, but I can honestly tell you this. I am not one bit afraid of death. I can also, you know, I'm afraid of pain, right? But in terms of death, I, the thousands and thousands of people have told me that it's just not what you think. And that it, it should give us a certain kind of amount of courage to live, which is still hard to muster sometimes. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that you will get an of uh, continuing into another domain of existence mm-hmm. and that 
that you are apparently able to reconcile all your losses of your loved ones that you have. There is reunion that you get to see everything you've ever done, not in a judgmental framework. Um, And that that doesn't mean that the rest of life is going to be la-la land. I mean, things are still tough. But in the end, if you just keep one foot in front of another, that, um, you know, you do look back at this incredible thing we're going through that we call life, and we see that Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't make any sense now, it really does seem to make sense in looking back at it. Yeah. It's been really a pleasure to have you on the program. Can you just tell people um, how they can find you? Would it be through lifeafterlife.com? Yes, it is. That's it. Okay. All right. And uh, do you still, do you work with people now? Do you write books? What are, what are you doing now? I write books, and I have a new book that just came out in France that's about nonsense, that literary nonsense, like Dr. Seuss and Lewis Carroll and stuff. <laughs> and um, not published in the U.S. yet, but... Um, I still love to write books, yeah. And um, so I just appreciate so much that everybody would listen in and and that you yeah. would talk with me today, Patricia. Thank well, you. Well, thank, thank you so much. Stay on the line for a minute, Dr. Moody. So my guest for this half hour has been Dr. Raymond Moody, world-renowned scholar, researcher, medical doctor, and most notably, the leading authority on near-death experiences. He coined the phrase in the mid-1970s, and his phenomenon became a publishing phenomenon, and his best-selling book is Life After Life, written in 1975, and has sold more than 13 million copies. Log on, definitely, to lifeafterlife.com. Dr. Moody travels all over the world. He shares his research, and he helps thousands of people to understand how these spiritual experiences can totally transform their lives. And uh, this is such a popular topic. And there was a wonderful movie out last year called Miracles from Heaven. I think that was the name of it. And, and that really spoke to this amazing phenomenon. So, again, um, again, thank you so much, Dr. Moody, for being on the program. Thank you, Patricia. All right. Okay, folks. Um, stay on the line for a minute, Dr. Moody. All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll, you're going to hear another interview right here on voiceamerica.com or also on iTunes and Stitcher. And um, this is Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.